0: Hey everyone, it's Harmon, and you've tuned in to another episode of Comedy History 101. Today, this day, right now, we have a special Comedy History 101 select. Yes, it's from our early garage band days, back when I didn't have a good microphone. Let's let's be honest. Um, it's the history of the straight man in comedy. Yes, for every Abbott, there's a Costello, or is it every? Costello, there's an abbot. But before we jump into the episode, take some time to like, subscribe, comment on iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever you get Comedy History 101, or even on our site, Comedy History 101. It kind of helps us out. And without further ado. You're Thing about doing comedy in russia have captured the audience. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Comedy history 101. You're driving along. You're driving along, and you know, all of a sudden the kids are yelling from the backseat. I gotta go to the bathroom, Daddy. Not now, damn it! Truck tire. <laughs> I can't stop. <laughs> uh, 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 there's a cliff, oh, and your family screaming, "Oh my God, we're burning alive! No, I can't feel my legs!" So, so in that Tommy Boy clip, uh, who do you, who do you think is the comedy straight man?
1: Well, the straight man, obviously, in that one is David Spade.
0: I know it's like a comedy duo, and there's a there's a comedy straight man in it, but I, I almost would almost say the guy they're pitching uh, the product to is the straight man of that scene. He's he's like he's external though. He's external to
1: their ah. yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah, to their relationship.
0: Anyway, so what, what do you think makes that scene like uh, where, where's like the balance? You got over the top Chris Farley, uh, and, and do you think that scene would work if it was just Chris Farley and the guy he was pitching to? Um.
1: I, I, Maybe I don't think it would be as funny because I think you get you're getting a lot of stuff out of watching David Spade, especially at the end. I forgot about I forgot about the part of the end where he's trying to blow out the model. He's trying to blow out the flyer, yeah. so that's that's pretty good.
0: By the way, uh, welcome everyone to our podcast. Uh, uh, as y'all know, this is the podcast Comedy History One Hundred and One, where we discuss the history of comedy. Harmon Leon, and with me, uh, as always, is Scott
1: Colonico. I am not a robot. I have transformed from a robot.
0: <laughs> are, are you sure you're not an AI?
1: Oh, I could be. Yeah, I could be like a Google, Yeah,
0: dude. If Google you're AI. If you were an AI, you wouldn't know you're an AI. I
1: uh, know I wouldn't. I would like. Uh, I'd be on.
0: Just base. like the Blade. The Blade Runners didn't know they are replicants. Anyways, which uh, brings us to our topic today: is uh, the history of the comedy straight man. Now, when you think of Comedy Straight Man, what, what, what do you think is the value of, uh, you know, in, in in comedy double acts and comedy teams, uh, even even comedy groups? What what do you think is what, is is the value of having the Comedy Straight Man in, in like a in a comedy team?
1: All right, you're asking me. This is a question you're posing to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't see anyone else here. Okay, I'm all right. To you. Well, what are we're, you talking about we're, we're being like a comedy See, Now, team. You're, now you're being like, I'm, you're being the straight yeah, man being, to I'm, my I'm comedy be, guy. I'm or being, am I the straight man to your comedy guy? Because one of the definitions of a, of a comedy straight man is uh, he's sort of the, 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 the voice of reason and, and he responds in a range of uh, uh, outrage uh, or patience or frustration, but never laughter uh, in order to make his partner look all the more ridiculous by being completely serious.
1: Right, it's almost like Wikipedia or something.
0: No, I read it out of the Google Doc that's <laughs> right before me. No, i read
1: it. <laughs> um, okay, well that's what I would say to answer your question then. The straight guy kind of he's he kinda of serves as a, a proxy for the audience where he's like, you know, keeping everything grounded and, you know, he's gonna be he's gonna be asking the questions the audience would be asking of the wacky dude.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think a straight man's, you know, his role is is to ground the wacky guy. He's kind of like us, or not us, yeah. but like, he's like the every right. man. Right. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's kind of like a yin-yang balance of, of the class. I mean, the classic, like, you go straight guy, uh, uh, wacky guy is like, I, I, I would think, you know, what comes to mind to me, like, automatically is Abbott and Costello. I'm not asking you. I'm telling you who is on first. I'm asking you who's on first. That's the man's name. That's whose name? Yeah. Well, go ahead and tell me. Who? The guy on first. Who? The first baseman. Who is on first? Have you got a first baseman on first? Certainly. Then who's playing first? Absolutely. So so you got like short, pudgy guy and you got kind of just sort of average looking guy who who never really goes for the lap. But you kind of need both because it, I think it would just be really tiresing, tiresome to watch uh, Costello for, like, right. two hours or on just, his own. Or if you just watched Abbott for, like, a while. That would be pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's, it's kind of like a comedy dance where yeah. uh, uh, the straight guy is, is, is like, uh, back in old-timey days, um, there were several words, uh, terms for the straight man in a comedy deal. You'd be called either the straight man, the feed, the dead wood, or the stupid. Huge, and he portrayed you know the reasonable, serious side to the otherwise funny man, uh, who who in turn was uh, you know as perceived as like less educated or intelligent or silly or unorthodox. So mm-hmm. uh, so primarily he's like the the, the character uh, uh, that that kind of balances out, and he kind of feeds uh, the 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 other part of the team, kind of like setting him up for the jokes. Right. <laughs> Dude, see, you're you're the straight guy.
1: Yeah, I, straight I was the straight, straight guy. Oh, it's too no, yeah, yeah, we, we yeah, now yeah, we've yeah. entered into the nightmare. Scenario. So I, I was
0: so suddenly I'm just like I I, I was like really silly and unorthodox, uh, and then you fed it into with like a deadpan right.
1: Yeah, that's like you And grounded
0: it. You grounded my my Wikipedia summary <laughs> of of what a comedy straight man is.
1: We've got too many Costellos. No, too many Abbots right now.
0: Oh, well, that goes into another play of uh, something we've discussed in the past: is um, do do comedy teams need a, a straight man, or or can can they both be two funny guys?
1: Um, well, they're both kind of funny in their own way. You know, the straight guy is going to be funny in a different. I mean, I think I think a good example of that would be Cheech and Chong. Where I would say mm-hmm. my argument with Cheech and Chong would be that um cheech is like the straight man because he's like the one that always has like the plans and everything he's always trying to be right like down to earth about stuff where charles is like kind of the stoned out you know um, spacey dude
0: hey you ain't a chick yeah i know but listen that's the only way i can get anybody to stop man hey that's false advertising that man yeah i know him, but listen i slept in a ditch last night man i almost froze my balls off man i didn't even think you had any man i wouldn't even stop yeah, but that, that's, like, a good example because both of them obviously are unorthodox. So, you know, compared to, like, if you look at their movies, like, they're unorthodox to, like, the world around them, mm-hmm, you know? Right. They're not, like, on planet to and chomp. They're always kind of like right. your, your classic fish-out-of-water sort of characters. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, going on the comedy definition of what is a straight man, uh. Yeah, you're like uh, Cheech is, seems like he's a little bit smarter to uh, Chong.
1: Right. Yeah. Exactly. He's got more. It's so <laughs> the straight guy is always the one who's like coming up with plans and stuff. You know, they're always mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like I'm gonna we're gonna do this and then we're gonna do this and this is how we're gonna get out of here. You know, there's he's the guy that's gonna like get things done. He like the action man.
0: What? How much do you know about like the the history of the straight man in comedy?
1: Probably not as
0: much as you're going to tell me about. <laughs> <laughs> dude, again, I would almost say now you – I'm being the straight man. Right. So they're, then, Because I'm more educated uh, – I mean, just going by de- definition, more educated on what the straight man is. Right.
1: I mean – dude,
0: you're unorthodox uh, – a uh, uh, silly approach. Yeah, that was just ridiculous. Let's just let's just both be
1: straight men for a second, just like one second.
0: Yeah, okay. I would
1: say the history of the straight man. Uh, we're talking about um, all the way back to American vaudeville and British music hall kind of comedies, where you've got to, you know, these performers, you know, coming on stage and, and doing their their bits live in front of uh, live audiences, you know, and that's where you know their jokes had to be very, as you said. Um, Acrobatic. They had to be, you know, it was a dance, and like you had to have the you know, lines were said in certain order because you didn't want to step over the laugh. You know, you had to leave that room there for the audience to, to, you know, hear hear the punchline and then give them room enough to laugh.
0: Yeah, and and an interesting thing that played outside of like, I mean, again, if you look at like Abbott and Costello in the movies, is like, um, so. the the, the, the funny guy would say a line and then the straight guy would uh, respond to the line by repeating the line because usually back in like your vaudeville days or British Music Hall days the audiences were very loud and rowdy so if the straight guy didn't repeat the line uh, you know the joke would be lost because they wouldn't hear the setup. Right. so like an example I heard you know that's why you always get like Uh, so I went to the races last week. And then, like, you know, uh, Abba would go, so what you're trying to tell me is you went to the races last week. How was it? You know, that kind of banter like that where it seems like, you know, it's it's already like almost sort of parody Mm -hmm. when you see it now or or hear it now. But it was like it was kind of interesting to to find out that was like how that 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 was the origin of uh, how that banter sort of started. It was just basically kind of a crowd technique so they wouldn't miss the punchline <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that's
1: always it's always a, a weird thing is it's like people will just kind of forget about that kind of where it was like you were doing a play but it was kind of live mm-hmm. a little bit you know there was I mean, the performers would have a, a little bit of room to, to to play around you know with the timing and stuff but yeah like you were saying it's that whole the whole the, the warm-up where the crowd's kind of getting settled down and getting into the joke and then you can do the jokes you know at the punchline but what have you
0: yeah, yeah, and the typical banner, like, back in old-timey British Music Hall or vaudeville days, it was called, uh, Crosstalk, which was just, like, a clever verbal exchange, you know, kind of that really fast, like, who's on first type right. banner, but other than who's on first, if it wasn't happening Costello. Yeah,
1: <laughs> um, so who, like, so who do you, let's just, let's, let's, let's instead of, a step away from the Wikipedia. And go into, say, so who who's some of your, so some of your favorite uh, straight men, men, or comedy teams with the straight men?
0: Well, I would say, um, obviously, like, Laurel and Hardy, right. and then going up to, like, sort of more recent times, like, the mighty Boosh, like, Julian Barrett. Like, he always, like, grounded Noel.
1: Hi, welcome to the show. My name's Howard Moon. This is my apprentice, Vince Noir. Apprentice? Get stuffed, you're my apprentice. Don't start showing out. Or what? Or I'll come at you fast, like a northern bullet. I'll put a move on you, you won't know what's happening. You haven't got any moves, I've felt your moves. How flimsy are they, they're like being caressed with a natural yogurt. I've got new powerful moves now, thanks. Yeah? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What, did you send off for some new ones? Yes I did, Did they arrived this morning. First post? First post, yeah. The post that hurts the most.
0: But even with his seriousness, I found him like equally funny. As uh-huh. as as Noel on, on the Mighty Boosh. Right.
1: Yeah. They they, they you know that was that was like the, the modern take on it, the modern uh, sub modern take on it, where you know you've got the, uh, the the glam rock dude and then like the straight you know pork pie hat wearing guy.
0: Yeah, and it's really funny because uh, Noel had a TV show after Mighty Boosh, and where he was just glam rock guy surrounded by like other glam rock guys, uh-huh. and it just felt it didn't feel grounded you kind of needed right. julian in there to kind of ground the whole thing it just felt like all right here's this is just very surreal
1: yeah i uh, mean
0: but it just like it was just like we you kind of need that you know yin yang balance to ground it how about how about you what who are some of your favorites i don't know
1: just we'll, just we'll just talk about like for some one day i got sucked into a youtube time warp hole and i started watching um, some old clips of the Hudson Brothers. Have you heard of these guys?
0: Kate Hudson's father. Yeah,
1: Kate Hudson's dad. So he was... They were a what did they do? So they were like a group. They were like comedy and music, but they were like three as opposed to like two guys. But I think this, this fits into the... Um, the model here and there so the uh, Bill Hudson was her dad and he was the kind of straight man I and mean, he was the the wacky guy of that group and then you had the straight man which was the older the older brother which was uh, Mark I think and you kind of had the same thing where you had this like kind of the one wacky guy and then the, the two other brothers were like oh we're all normal and, and everything but but done in the 70s and really weird
0: yeah like what what would be the example of their bit or something? oh they um, you just gotta watch the
1: beginning of the show. it's so fucking. it's just so nineteen seventies weird. there's like a gorilla that runs out of a car and everything it's just, and it was called the um yeah, it was the Hudson Brothers Razzle Dazzle show <laughs>
0: oh my mm. <laughs> But then then again you get you get a group where everyone's funny so it's hard to determine which one is the the straight man and a good example of that is uh the Marx brothers. Right. Like who would you think other than uh the movies with Zeppo who of course is the straight man yeah. but he wasn't in all the movies who who would you say is is the straight man out of the Marx brothers? Who would uh, be
1: the voice of reason? Uh yeah, that one's kind of tough cuz I I, I want to go with um, Groucho, but then I also think Chico... Well, it's like when, Chico, when when they would peel off, you know, and for some reason, Chico and Harpo always wound up together. And in that mm-hmm. case, it was definitely, you know, um, Chico, who was the, uh, the straight man.
0: Yeah, it's so funny. Did you see that clip I sent? It was Groucho on the Dick Cavett show. Right, yeah, and talking he, to... And he was with, like, uh, Dan Rowan of Rowan and Martin. Right. And... And Groucho was saying that Chico was the straight man of the group. I want to yeah. tell you something. There has never been a good comedian that didn't have a good straight man. Oh, you go down man. through the ages of all the great comedians. They yeah. always had a great straight man. In my case, it happened to be Chico. because He was my brother. Yeah. But he did what an older guy... If it hadn't been my brother, it would have been doing Because
1: Chico's the one that's always like telling people they're acting silly or, or like or like he's like, kind of, you know, he's straightened up over there, you know, or stuff like that. And he's and always telling everybody to tell would be quiet and everything.
0: But and then again though, he's talking with this like really bad fake Italian accent, <laughs> no, no, <You> no.
1: Know?
0: <laughs> So it's hard to determine that. I mean I guess it's just like you when you put the bar down to where everyone is silly, there's still one person out of the group that is the straight man. And, uh, you know, and according to Gracho, that was uh, Chico. Who are you? (laughs) Hey, can't you sit? Can't you say anything? No, he not say nothing at Oh, the... shut up. I am. a shut up. But Mister, you no understand. Look, he's a spy and I'm a spy. He work up for me. I want him to find out something, but he don't find out what I want to find out. Now, how am I gonna find out what I want to find out if he don't find out what I gotta find out? Will you quit annoying me? All right, I quit. All you gotta do is make him stop doing this.
1: <laughs> oh. I just want—I don't know why this popped into my head. <laughs> I wanted to bring it up as I was—we're kind of free balling it here. Um, I have to. I'm kind of one of the guy. I. I
0: kind of like, so what you're saying is we're doing crack cocaine no 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 it's free oh that's free
1: basing well that yeah. oh wait were you doing the wait was that your thing Were you being the the i was be the no Harmon. we're not doing free we're not doing cocaine uh, uh,
0: with, okay and you just brought up a good uh a straight man uh funny guy comedy team point is is, is one of the techniques of of uh, of a comedy team is uh arguing between the monks the two of them is right. always a common element that's mm-hmm. always a common element of uh straight man versus funny guy in a, in a comedy double act right yeah no no like, like, like no no matter what these characters do they just can't seem to get along <laughs> why I
1: <oughta. laughs> slowly I turned Niagara- <laughs> yeah. how many
0: times do I have to tell you don't touch that <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> stay away from that priceless big big so what? Um, so one of the first like comedy uh, double acts uh, again, and this one is another hard call was uh, Laurel and Hardy, which gained uh, worldwide fame in 1927. And do you know the name of their film, uh, their very first film? No. Uh, ironically, it was called Duck Soup, which oh, in 1933 ooh. became a a uh, title of a Marsh Brothers movie. Right, but if
1: two if two films are using the the duck soup, I wonder if that uh, I'm looking it up right now. I wonder if that means something or it meant something back in the old timey days. You know, I wonder if it was like a, a phrase from the old days or
0: like like like, like your grandfather's mustache. Yeah, yeah. Or Why is he the... sillier than a bowl of duck soup? Or yeah, or worse, <laughs> or things are crazier than a poached egg.
1: Yeah, that's not very crazy. Although they're crazy in how you get to have to make them, I guess, but.
0: Poached egg? I think it just sounds funny because it has like a P, like a big poached egg, you know, you you can pop it out. Okay, well alright,
1: we'll go with that, dude.
0: Which which one of Laurel and Hardy do you think uh, is the straight man?
1: Oh, that was uh, Hardy. Of course. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, you know, because he was always like, he was like, you know, another fine mess. See, he's like he's redirecting his anger.
0: Well, I'd marry it. You would. Well, after all, beauty's only skin deep. I'd take some of the money and I'd have her face lifted. Then I could settle down and I I wouldn't have to scrape chins anymore. Wouldn't have to work hard anymore. Tell me that again.
1: Huh? Let me hear that again. Well, if if beauty was only skin
0: deep, I could take some of the money and I could have her skinned and... then she'd be able to look at the clock without having to work hard anymore. Then we could settle down and I could scrape her chin and congenial if if I didn't have to work hard anymore, that's a good idea yeah, and they uh again, going back on kind of like the the, the stock structure of a double act is they always they seem like they don't get along, but you know that they're best friends, yeah, exactly
1: or as i say or thrown together into a predicament in which in which they have to kind of become friends but then that that's kind of like uh, oh. depending on the movie or the, yeah the and that goes into
0: yeah that goes into like your lethal weapon like uh, Danny Glover Mel Gibson you know even even that which is in a comedy or is it a comedy lethal weapon There's, I think that
1: was kind of the deal it was like an action comedy where you had you know i'm too old for this
0: yeah. we're not too old for this shit we're, we're not too old to like you believe. We're not too old for this like shit. Yeah. Hey, yeah, we're not too old for this. I'm not gonna shit. buy a hemorrhoid cushion. We're not too old for this. Yeah. And again, it's like Mel Gibson's the funny guy to your Danny Glover uh, right. straight straight man.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's you know that's, that's pretty I And that even actually references the Three Stooges a lot. You know, remember that? Just, uh...
0: Yeah. Yeah, because racist Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he racist, but he says racist Mel Gibson to me now. Yeah, he's been, he'll, he'll always, he'll always be
1: racist Mel Gibson.
0: Here's an interesting tidbit that if, um, uh, traditionally, if you're not sure who who the straight man is in 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 a comedy act, traditionally uh, the straight man gets top billing on the bill, like in old timey days, like Abbott and Costello, Martin Lewis. Uh, 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 Burns and uh, who who's George Burns and uh, Burns and Allen? Burns and Allen, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he, so normally the the comedy straight man would be, uh, get the top billing and, and usually receive sixty percent more pay. And this was to take the sting out of uh, not being the one who gets the most laughs. Oh wow, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Right. So I guess like, and even in like. I mean, it doesn't apply like Laurel and Hardy. That doesn't apply, but uh, right. but if you go to like even like modern days, Cheech and Chong, that right. that applies. Okay, Cheech, yeah. Cheech is a straight man, and uh, uh, Martin Lewis, uh, mm-hmm. other people.
1: <laughs> no, No, well, there's like uh, Hope and Crosby.
0: Yeah, Hope and Crosby. Crosby well, they, exactly. they would say
1: Crosby. They weren't there. That was that's an example of. That was like a, a straight man, funny guy, who were, they were just, kind. Of, they never did, I don't think they ever did the act live, but they were just, they were famous from their movies, so they were do where Big Crosby would play the, the straight guy, and then Bob Hope is the uh, troublemaker. Just- Who are you? Who am I? Yeah, you seem like a nice, pleasant fellow, friendly and saggy and a little overdressed. Chester, I'm your partner, Harry Turner. Harry? Yeah, Harry Turner, your pal. Pal? Chester, for 20 years we've been bosom friends. Bosom? What's that? Oh, you have lost your memory, haven't you?
0: Yeah, and, and exactly that's and, and there's another subgenre genre of uh, comedy straight man was... The the uh, the the um, comedy straight man would also sing.
1: Right. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which even goes to um like I Love Lucy. So uh, Lucy would be the, the the funny one, and Ricky would be the straight man, and he would do songs.
1: Yeah. No. No. Yeah. The songs you got Dean Martin doing all your songs. Yep. Yeah. Just, that was that was the boring part. You, they had to put that in.
0: <laughs> yeah. so so before I we went off on the Laurel and Hardy tangent you were about to uh, jump in with something yeah, I was going to
1: say, now it's going to be kind of hard to compare this to Laurel and Hardy I'm just going to say I'm little, up editing, magic I, up
0: editing I, I think
1: going to be a little bit uh, I, I think it's an overlooked gem of a classic and I would say you've got um, and dude where's my car you've got a pretty good straight <laughs> man you, you've got a weird it's a weird setup because he's. It's along that that Cheech and Chong thing, because and they, it is kind of like a stoner comedy too, and you've got oh these that's two, all
0: stoner comedy.
1: Yeah, and you've got these two these two uh, two guys.
0: Aston Kusher.
1: Yeah, yeah. You got Ashton and then yeah. Sean Williams. The guy from Scott. American Pie. Yeah, yeah, and as as stoner. Jesse. Yeah, as Jesse and Chester.
0: So, Dude, what does mine say? Sweet. What about mine? Dude, what does mine say? we what about mine, dude? What does mine say? Swing!
1: And, these, and those guys are, and you actually, I would say Chester or Sean Williams Scott was the straight man kind of in that <laughs> of that of that of that pairing. And it was just it was just interesting because it's just like I know a lot of people. It's kind of a dumb title, but if you watch it, I, don't know, I think it's pretty funny, and they do a pretty good job together as as a comedy duo.
0: Yeah, I mean I saw it like a while back, but it's not, you know, it's entertaining. It's like good, I'm laying on the couch, this comes on TV, I'll watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean
1: it's 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 got some good lines in there there's some funny things, you know, and it's it's got the crazy wacky, you know, alien plot and all that stuff, you know. It's the kind of stuff that you want in a comedy straight man team, you know, comedy movie.
0: Yeah, great great title for the movie too. I know, yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, here's a stumper. Uh, uh, Who would be the comedy straight man in the movie Dumb and Dumber? My parakeet Petey. He's dead. (sighs) Oh, Oh, man. I'm sorry, Harry. What happened? His head fell off. His head fell off? (laughs) Yeah, he was pretty old. Oh, that's it! I've had it with this dump. We got no food. We got no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off. Here. Oh,
1: okay. So yeah, so you've got you've got Jim as Lloyd and Jeff Daniels as Harry. So there. Oh my God! Actually, it even says it here in the Wikipedia page. <laughs> 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 it actually says it right here. <clears throat> though di- though dim dim-wit, though witted. Harry is slightly more intelligent than Lloyd and can be said to be the dumb of the title. to
0: tell Lloyd's dumber. Ah.
1: So he ah. would be the, So Jeff Daniels <laughs> would be the straight man. He, be the he, voice he, of reason. Yeah, and he is kind of when you look into that because he's, he's uh, always the one. He's the one that's coming up with the plan. He's the one that's saying, this is what we got to do. You know, he's always very yeah. level headed, yeah. Whereas, you know, Lloyd, Jim, as Lloyd Christmas, is always crazy running around, catching the bringing the money back and everything so it's it's, uh, it kind of holds up the formula holds up
0: yeah yeah it's like uh, Cheech and Chong you know they're in their own universe but yet within their own universe those rules still apply exactly of, uh, of the comedy straight man
1: good you gotta have rules
0: man just oh, so, just veering off a little bit. Um, so I was watching the making of Animal House last night, and this is this is an interesting tidbit of when the straight man isn't necessarily a character in the movie, though there are some straight men in uh, Animal House. But um, when when John Landis was making Animal House, he was friends with uh, um, uh, uh, the composer Elmer uh, Bernstein, who right. did like I think he did like the Magnificence seven Uh uh-huh yep like he was like a family friend and he went to him and went can you compose the music for animal house and he's like i and then he watched it he's like do you really want me to (laughs) you know to compose this i'm the guy who made the you know composed the magnificent seven he's like i want you to compose it like you're doing a serious movie So if you listen to the movie, and which which makes it like it was all it was like all wacky music. It would like take a, but it, but it's like the the music is very like symph- symphony and uh, like very straight straight, oh, lines yeah. forward. And, yeah. and and the music is like you know just another key element why that uh, movie is like one of the best comedies of all time.
1: Yeah, very collegiate, very um, above board music.
0: Well, it was, yeah, just very, you know, they were they were playing the music straight, and again, that offset the the situation comedy. So, like, the music was the comedy straight man to the situations.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: Uh-huh. so it uh-huh. was it was like a ingenious on John Landis's part to right. like go that direction with it. So, mm-hmm. so again, it's like sometimes, uh, uh, you know, the straight man isn't necessarily a character. Well, I think on that,
1: on that uh, note, we were kind of both talking mm-hmm. about this earlier. Um, there was a comedian from the 60s that we're both kind of fans of who was uh, basically a straight man to himself.
0: Oh, he- hello, Willard. Uh, Willard, you're supposed to call in every hour, you know. You've, you have found a shell on the beach. You, uh, you, you think that's unusual, uh, do you, Willard, finding a, a shell on a beach? It, it It isn't that kind of shell. Uh, uh, what's the matter? Doesn't it uh, sound like the ocean when you hold it up to your ear? Well, it is. <laughs> oh, oh, that kind of shell. Oh, it, it's probably a dud of some kind, Willard. I'll, I'll send some men out and they... Oh, is is, is that right? See, I, was, uh, I was sort of hoping that was your watch, uh, making that noise, Willard. <laughs> ah, yes, indeed. I think you're talking about uh, one such Bob Newhart.
1: That's right. Why don't you tell
0: us a little bit about Bob Newhart? So Bob Newhart came to fame as a stand-up, and it's crazy, like, the, like, it, it, like, if you if you read about, like, the history of, like, he, he, I think he was, like, an accountant. Yeah,
1: yeah, he was. And then yeah. he
0: started doing comedy, and I think, like, on his third show, he recorded the the set, and that, like, became, like, a, you know, best-selling album.
1: Yeah, he, he, re- like, you re- he recorded that in Houston.
0: Oh, yeah? Yeah,
1: yeah, he rented out a so club. Yeah.
0: yeah, so he would do these routines where he would talk on the phone. And, again, in the 70s, he had a uh, TV show, The Bob Newhart Show. And, again, he was the straight man on that show. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, so he was, like, I, I think, was he a psychiatrist? Yeah, he was a, a psychiatrist. Yeah, and he had, like, all these, like, wacky clients. And mm-hmm. he was sort of the grounding aspect of it. But he started, like, doing his routines where he's talking on a telephone and you don't. Hear like, who's on the other end, and he's just, like, reacting and repeating what they're saying. So, right. in a sense, he was his own straight man, and would you say he's also his own funny man?
1: I think he's both. He's, like, everything wrapped up into one.
0: Yeah, which is interesting. And in to tie in the tie-in, something I was telling you earlier, um, I was listening to his WTF with uh, Shelly Berman. And who's, you know, he was sort of in the Mort Saul, Lenny Bruce sort of a days of comedy, kind of a, a bitter old man now, okay. right. you might say if you listen to the podcast. But um, I think around in the early '60s, he his first breakout routine was. Um, he did this bit where he was on the phone calling a department store. Here's the thing, see, you don't uh, know me, miss. I, I work in the office building right across the street from your store, and I, no, the Southwest, and I, I was uh, uh, just uh, looking out of my window here, and I noticed there, um, there is a, a, a woman uh, hanging from a window ledge on your building about uh, <laughs> 10 flights up, you see, and I, I no operator, you're missing the point. I, I don't wish to speak to the woman. No. I don't. <laughs> and he said that Bob Newhart stole talking on a telephone and a one-sided conversation he stole <laughs> really oh man yeah just, but then again it was like Lily Tomlin did that as well so was she you, stealing from Bob Newhart or is it from the evolution of comedy that you take from the people that influence you
1: yeah i don't know I that's a good question hmm interesting so it's kinda if like
0: if, if if more if he thinks that you know Bob Newhart was stealing from him then you could a equals b equals C say that Lily Tomlin then was stealing from Bob Newhart or was she just influenced by him and vice yeah. versa i guess you're 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 really good modern uh comedy straight straight man or woman, so let's not uh make this all about uh dudes right. in comedy uh lately i I think broad city does does a great job
1: I'm becoming a corporate yes man I'm like Yes, Mr. George Bush. Whatever you say, Mr. George Bush. What? I know, I know. Dick Cheney. Go easy on me, dude. Before I know it, I'm going to wake up and be 23. And my life's going to be behind me.
0: You know that I'm 25, right? Abby,
1: oh. you are ageless. That's a different thing. Okay.
0: Again, that's a good chemistry. Yeah, I haven't seen
1: the broad city in question, but I'll go with your opinion on that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Key and Peele? Uh, yes, no. I haven't watched Key and Peele. So would would, would Key be the uh, yeah the comedy straight man?
1: Yeah, he's
0: he looked a straight guy. Yeah, definitely. Homey. What up? What up? It's my favorite Clive. <laughs> what up, dude?
1: Nah, dog. Listen, hey man, I ain't trying to talk to no puppet, man. It's not a puppet. It's a little homie. I would like for you to talk to him, Clive. See. I used to work in the juvenile correction systems and I found this method very effective. I ain't no juvenile, man, okay? He's right! Does he look like a kid to you? Come on, he's a grown-ass man! Yeah, he was on uh, Mad TV for a while, wasn't he? I think he was on Mad TV for a couple years.
0: Yeah, and Peel's now a, a big director with, uh, was it Get Out, uh, yeah. that movie? Yeah, Yeah, that was all right, It's interesting. And so I would even think even farther back that, that the comedy was <laughs> uh, straight, straight Man goes back to even, say, uh, to Commedia dell'arte, which was uh, uh, an Italian uh, theater form in the, the 16th and 18th century that had stock characters. So there was always kind of like the, the wacky one who wore like a cat-like mask. And would carry around, like, a wooden sword, and there was always the handsome one who wore no mask, because he was handsome, and would perform oh, yes. speeches of love.
1: Arlechino, no, Arlechino, Arlechino,
0: the acrobat. And, yeah, uh, so he would be the funny one of, of, of it, would, it would be like an ensemble group that would right. have, like, uh, like, maybe six sort of regular stock characters, so... Well, uh, and that would be the funny one. And and and, and what? How, how do you pronounce the la, the, the la, handsome? La, marato,
1: la marato, I think. So it looks like. Yeah. The lover, the lover. There you go. Yeah, he was like the yeah. ladies, ladies man, the lady killer.
0: Yeah, and even then they they understood the kind of like balance in a in a, in a comedy team.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. So you had to, you've got to have a little bit of both. You don't want to have the crazy guy walking around with a bat on the stage all the
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I guess again, and, and and we've talked about this in the past, the three stooges. Right. Okay. Again, I was, I was listening to a WTF and Brent Weinbach was on and he was making the case that, uh, uh, Curly was not Curly. Uh, uh, Larry was the straight man of, uh, of the three stooges. Ah, okay. Uh,
1: come on, take a bath. Wait a minute! It ain't spring yet. Oh yes, it is. See the grass? Where?
0: You're crazy! That's a bad match. Oh. oh! Help! the lights! I can't oh. see anything. It's dark in here. Fellas, help me! I'm going blind. I'll
1: help you. Uh, yeah.
0: But then again, you think about it in going on 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 the the, the, the theory of a uh, uh, comedy straight man. Uh, wouldn't Mo be the one like considered like the smart
1: one? I would say that Mo would be because there's a lot of times where like Larry and Curly would go off on their own, you know, and in that case, mm-hmm. Larry would be the straight man because he'd always be kind of bossing, bossing um, Curly around, you know. But right. Mo, Mo, was there. Mo was definitely going to be the straight man.
0: So it's kind of, so maybe being that there's three that there was like, uh, like uh, Larry was always just kind of in the middle.
1: Yeah, Larry was like he's like a he's kind of like um, a substitute. Uh, he's like substitute Mo. Ah, <laughs> he was like Mo Light. Yeah, he's like Mo. It's like if Mo wasn't available for a role, then um, Larry could step up and fill fill that role.
0: So how would Curly Joe play into it? I don't know. <laughs> or don't
1: know Simp? What? Oh my God! Don't even don't get me started on Yeah. <laughs>
0: What? You strong strong opinions on Shemp?
1: Yeah, and I'm anti I'm anti Even though um, there's a lot of people who are Shemp fans, I'm just I'm just not I'm not there. I'm not Who's a Shemp, Shemp? fan. Uh, there are people who are Shep fans. Believe me, dude. Because <laughs> he's actually I think the deal was that he was the one of the original Stooges and then he dropped out and then he came
0: when... back. And, and who was who was the the producer? Was it Ted Max? Yeah, it's like Three Stooges. Yeah, it was Ted
1: Max and the Three Stooges. Yeah, yeah, something like
0: that. So I was watching this documentary or like researching another one of our podcasts, and the the Three Stooges left Ted Max, and so Ted Max tried to create a pale imitation Three Stooges called something else. Uh-huh. and They sort of looked like the Three Stooges, but they just—I <laughs> mean, do you know who they are? No, no. I mean. It didn't stand the test of time. It just no, looked like just... Uh, a really pale imitation of like trying too hard to like. No, no, really, they're god, they're the three like the three Stooges are just called something else. Yeah, <laughs>
1: this is like oh my god. Okay.
0: Yeah, so I think we pretty well covered it. Why don't we like we wrap up and just sort of uh, maybe just go briefly more through uh, uh, some of classic, you know. Funny man, straight man teams of all time. Like, okay. I mean, we could go, I mean, there's like so many. I mean, you could go Richard Pryor, Gene Wilder. You could go, you know, even like, you know, Woody Allen and uh, uh, in Annie Hall. Uh, what, what the fuck's her name? Uh, Dian- Woody I'm Allen Diane. And Diane, Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton. <laughs> Diane Keaton, yeah. Yeah, um, and then even, again, going, you know, slightly more contemporary, you could go, like, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost from, like, Shaun of the Dead. And,
1: yeah, I was going to say, while you're over here on this side of the pond, there's um, Mitchell and Webb.
0: Oh, yeah, God, yeah. fucking peep show. You yeah. know, it's like, God, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's classic. And like that is cla- yeah, that,
1: that's classic straight up straight man, straight man, wacky guy. You know, it's, it's not going to get much more, uh, you know run by the book than that you know because <laughs> that guy is is definitely very uptight
0: yeah yeah and again separately you wouldn't really want to watch him like it would just get kind of boring either way if you went right. either way but together it's just like you know i guess it's just like that chemistry you know and again even going more contemporary like i was always like and still am of like an arrested development jason bateman hope you know a good place to live because i Oh, dear Lord. Because <laughs> I'm looking Don't to make a new start. Oh, mother of God, dear. Yes. Every every character in there is wacky except like Jason Bateman. But you'd almost think it, who's who's the comedy straight man of the show. But like he's almost like the funniest one of the show because he's reacting. Like, uh, again, here's another uh, definition of comedy straight man is to react to the craziness around him.
1: Yeah, that, he's, that he's actually almost kind of turned that into a, um, a career now. That's pretty much all he does.
0: Comedy straight man?
1: Yeah, he just kind of just plays the straight man to everybody's wacky people in their movies.
0: Well, it's not really being like the straight man. It's just really, you're just acting and reacting to what's around you and what's around you is, you know, like, wackiness. Yeah, exactly. So it's not like, you know, acting, you know, as a crazy character. And again, you're like... The, the voice of reason that grounds the wackiness that that surrounds you but anyways i always just think of, uh you know interesting dynamic and i've always thought like you know the, the the comedy straight guy is i don't i don't know if he's underrated or i've always sort of been a fan of but like the comedy straight guy in a, in a team like that kind of their role of the interplay because their interplay is to set up the comedy
1: yeah I mean this is always the you know the guy who always telling everybody to calm down a little bit you know that's always that's always pretty good
0: but anyways i think I think that just about does it for uh the history of uh comedy straight man here on comedy history 101. if you if you like our podcast uh please subscribe on uh, itunes uh if you like the episode uh Be sure to, you know, give it a thumbs up, comment, share, subscribe, and and you can even donate. And we want to thank all the people that that donated uh, some cash for the last episode. And you can, you know, find us
1: on on iTunes. Uh, We're starting to pop up in other places like uh, last.fm or .fm. um, And then we're not on the Google Play yet, but we'll be there soon.
0: Yeah, and if you want to donate, you can go to our website, our production company website, which is wordsoverchair.com. Yeah, so anyways, uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, I guess we'll see you next time.
1: Bye-bye. I am a robot. And we're out. You're stupid. Everybody's
0: so stupid. Good thing about doing comedy in Russia, you have captured the audience. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid.
1: Comedy History 101.